Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. Every single day with his mighty touch and his hand is resting upon you. I'm glad we serve a God who is always present. He's always present when we need him, whether it's in the middle of the day or the middle of the night. He's always with us. And um, thank the Lord for his blessings. I, I understand there's probably about 40 of our hyphen group that are off at a retreat. And we pray God it blesses and strengthens them in this time of just being in an environment where they pray together and the word of God is shared together and the hearts are renewed together, praying God blesses that group as uh, they minister one to another and allow God to minister to them. Uh, it's good to be home, I tell you that. My wife and I are just thrilled to be home today. Great to be home. And upon our arrival back into civilization, we understand that things have been going absolutely phenomenal here at TPC. And I'm very thankful for all of your faithfulness to the things of God. And uh, I'm very thankful for each of you who have been faithful to the house of God and the things of God and the ways of God. And I appreciate so very, very much uh, each of you. Thank you, Brother and Sister Patrick and our ministry team who continues to serve God and ministry in every way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love Brother and Sister Patrick. And... Uh, I just give God praise for them and all of our ministry team and many of them are out ministering in different campuses and congregations today and I praise God for his many blessings for that and for the many lives that have been touched and uh, my wife and I have been out for several Sundays and a few weeks now and we've been able to get some rest and uh, rest is not just sleep. Because I don't know that my sleeping pattern changed much. But uh, rest is just uh, kind of being maybe in a different location and being able to uh, see a different tree <clears throat> and a different building and uh, let Brother Patrick answer all the phone calls. And uh, so I, I appreciate all of those who have ministered behind this pulpit in each opportunity and uh, tremendous men of God and women of God that the Lord has brought through this church to bless us and I give God praise for the fivefold ministry and uh, all the various offices that are filled that lead us into a greater place with God I really do enjoy uh, a good uh, piece of chicken and you know some uh, cornbread and butter beans and peas I really See, I have to start talking about this stuff right when you're ready for lunch. Kind of makes my time have to be short because <clears throat> uh, I end up preaching to a hungry crowd. But I like all that good home cooking, but 
I don't want it for breakfast and I don't want it for lunch and I don't want it for supper every day. Not every day. Not every day. Not every day. Every week. Not, not every day. Not 365 days a year. I need some variety in my life. And, uh, you know, God put the fivefold ministry in the church because there's ways that each minister and teacher and anointed and called office delivers to us and the ministers in us and through us to perfect and to help us to excel, to become everything God wants. And so I'm thankful for all the ministries that God has placed in our church and through our church. And to God be the glory for that. Amen. Brother John Dean will be teaching here on Wednesday night with us, and that's going to be a special treat. And uh, God has just put these amazing men of God and ministers who come through and who minister and who teach and who preach and who prophesy and evangelists and all those good things. We had an evangelist that was going to be here today, and he got uh, revival broke loose somewhere in Ohio where he was. And so... Uh, Brother Dylan Morgan is there instead of here, so I'm I'm here to preach today or something. I told Brother Dennis, don't go far, because if I forgot over the last few Sundays, uh, you may have to take over here and make the people feel like they've been to church, but the Lord has certainly already ministered in this house. Amen. Thank you for your commitment to God and the things of God. I will tell you that focus rest and renewing is a subject that I recommend everybody study. Everybody take some time and think about your time in your life that you rest and renew. There should be a Sabbath day in everybody's life. The Lord rested. That's all right. Everybody needs to hear that. I know we're special and nobody can live without us for one second until you figure out they can. And uh, so we need to, all of us need to realize that there needs to be a Sabbath in our life where we just rest. We just take a day and we think about something else and we rest a little bit and get your mind off of what you have to do and get your mind on what God wants you to do. Refocus a little bit, just kind of dial in on some things. And as a matter of fact, there are many things that we have great influence on and becoming better. But there's also a lot of things that no matter how much time and energy that we try to do to intervene, our influence can become a frustration instead of a blessing. So we have to kind of learn to rest enough to know that there's some things, no matter how hard we labor, we can't make that happen. And we have to allow our time of rest and renewing just guide us to be an influence so we're not a frustration. Does anybody like a nagging spirit? I don't like a nagging spirit. Just don't keep on nagging me. It brings out somebody I'm not. It brings out somebody you're not. I'll buy that product if you'll leave me alone when I want to buy that product. But if you're going to wake me up every Saturday morning at 7 o'clock want me to buy Amway that none of you know about, but I'll never do it. Sometimes our acts of intervention become frustrating to people. 
but if you can back up a little bit and rest and reflect a few minutes, you realize you're not the hero of the world. God is the one who's truly in control. Amen. God is the one who's truly in control. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you here for a few moments. Uh, uh, if they'll just put on the screen and you don't have to stand because I'm just going to go through a few verses here in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Let me, just, let me just add words to Brother Patrick that if you've come today and you need healing in your body, if you haven't already received it, and many have, you can receive it. If you haven't already repented of your sins, you can repent of your sins. If you haven't been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, you can be baptized today. We have a baptistry prepared. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when you receive that gift, you'll know that it's not just you. You'll know that it's all him because you'll begin to speak in a language that we didn't teach you. It's all between you and him. You'll speak in that heavenly language as God takes control of your life. How many want God to guide this ship? I want God to be the one who's driving in my life. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter number three and verse number one, and I'll go through verse number eight here just, just for a few moments. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. To everything there is a season. <clears throat> If I have a subject for the next few moments, it would simply be this. This is your season. It's not coming. It's not coming one day. It's not coming at some point. This is your season. I remember as, as I was growing up, I have a brother, and uh, my brother and I, Randy, are very, very close. And uh, I remember he's, I think he's probably uh, about three years older than me. And, and uh, so he was always my big brother. And whatever he was doing, that's what I wanted to do. And he's my hero. And I was always a little bit frustrated that I was only 10 and he was 13. Or that I was 13 and he was 16. I was always wanting to be with the group and in the crowd and doing what he was doing. And I had amazing parents who consistently reminded me that you're not 13, you're 10. And you're not 16, you're 13. No matter what everybody else was doing, I had some buddies that were older than me, and they was in the in the church. There were individuals, and in school, there were individuals that was older than me. And you always, if you weren't careful, you were always wishing you were a little bit older than you actually were. You wish you was with the group that you couldn't participate with. You uh, you wish you had something that somebody else had. And, of course, when you're younger, it's okay because you can get easily distracted into enjoying what you are doing. 
But as you get older, if you aren't careful, <clears throat> you'll compare yourselves among yourselves until you wish you had the car somebody's got. And you won't even enjoy yours because it's not what somebody else is driving. And your house is fine until you visit somebody else's house. And then you wish they had the house they have. And all of a sudden, yours is not complimentary enough to your life. It just, you're just always thinking, you know, somebody's got something I don't have. They got a fishing pole or a new dress or a golf club or a, uh, some, some, uh, something to hunt with or travel in or doing something I'm not doing or they have something I don't have. Until all of a sudden, you find yourself not enjoying what you do have. Just be happy with what you got. One writer said, I've had a lot and I've had nothing. But somewhere in there, a lesson was learned that wherever I am and whatever I have, I'm going to be happy with what I got. I'm going to learn to be content or satisfied. I'm going to realize that this is my moment where I am. Oftentimes, what you don't know is what somebody else has has cost them so much more not just monetarily, but so much more than what it's worth. We look at all kind of things and we, we wish we had it, but all of a sudden, if you knew the price tag that was on it, you would then, and sometimes in hindsight, we begin to look back and say, you know what, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't go there, be that, have that, because it's made a difference now, enjoyed what, I, we miss the good times, the blessings, I look around at my, at my girls, and my girls are, are uh, you know, older now. And I, and I thought, dear Lord, the day that we don't have to change, my wife don't have to change the diaper, that'll be a wonderful day. And, uh, and the day that uh, my girls can tie their own shoes, oh, Lord, please just let them get to the place where they can put their own shoes on. And then I got to praising God for the day they actually could find the right shoes to go with the right outfit. And... Uh, you just, you just kind of rushed them along in life thinking they're going to they're gonna someday get this and they're going to, and now they are. And, and you start thinking back and you say, I, you know, I wish I'd have spent more time just saying go barefooted. It don't matter. It don't matter. And uh, I got girls, so of course they had to match and this had to go without the bow and the dress and the shoes all had to be, just, just don't worry about it. Let's put a different bow on. Let's just... Uh, and, and uh, their hair's got to be just right. Sometimes we spend a whole lot of time missing the moment of, I think everything ought to be done in excellence. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all about uh, doing all that stuff. But sometimes we miss the moment, the season that we're living in. And uh, we're thinking, as a matter of fact, right now where we're living at, I don't mean tomorrow on Monday. I mean on Sunday afternoon. Right now, we're wishing that things, boy, it's going to get better in the next 30 days. It's going to get better in the next 60 days. I believe next year is going to be my year. What about right now? God has put us in a season in our life right now, this moment, this day. <clears throat> Capture that moment. Capture that season that you're in and say, God, you know where I'm supposed to be. If I were supposed to be doing something else, you would have allowed me to be where I was supposed to be, doing something else. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this plane off the ground here today. I've, I haven't preached in a few weeks, and I had opportunity to preach a couple times and uh, where we were traveling, and people found out, and, 
And I said, uh, no, if I was going to preach, I'd be in Fort Smith preaching. So I'm, I'm not going, I know they, they wanted me to preach, and I actually kind of wanted to preach, be honest with you. But I control the discipline to say, no, I'm not going to do that because <clears throat> this is what I committed to do to our church and to our family and to my own. So it's going to take a few minutes here to get this. this and I know y'all have had all these powerful preachers just blessing you here, Brother Patrick, and all these good preachers been blessing you and preaching to you. It's going to take me just a minute to get this plane but we might just get in a helicopter here just in a minute and just get off the ground and then land pretty quick and you'll have to be, you'll have to be with me. I teasingly told somebody earlier this morning, I said, you better go by the cafe and get you a little sack lunch because I might be there for a while today, but that's not the case. I'm, I'm watching the clock and uh, I want to enjoy this moment here for just a little while. That the Lord would bring us to a place to remind us that your life might get frustrating sometimes. Matter of fact, there's a time for there to be uh, something to die in your life. There's times that you lose things in your life. There's, there's, uh, but the Bible also says in that same captured verse that there's also a time some things are born in your life. You may lose something. Something may escape your grasp. But if you just hang on a moment, don't frustrate where you are. God put you in that season for you to be able to also see something born in that moment. So just as soon as something is dying, what is dying can also become fertile ground for something to begin to grow. You cannot always see that. It's amazing in the work and the kingdom of the God in, in my life and your life on a daily basis activity that we don't see what God is doing all the time. It's often that Brother Patrick and I have conversations with people that say, I just want to, I just want, I just got to tell you something, that I had no idea this was coming. I had no idea that this was going to be this. I thought it was the end of the road. <clears throat> I thought things were over and difficult and it was done. And now I'm seeing a blessing come forth something's being born except a grain of seed fall into the ground and die it abideth alone there's some there's some things that are, are good that comes out of some death every time you have been through a job transition and you lost a job or you felt like it was time to move on that change was difficult that change was difficult and you, you kind of, as a matter of fact, you kind of just didn't understand that and you struggled with that and you wondered about that because you had a loss. But in the same token, God began to work through that process to say, this is not to kill you, this is to make you better. This is a season. I heard, I heard one preacher say it like this. He picked up his cup of hot water and he put his tea bag in the hot water and he just kind of dipped it a few times just trying to, you know, get the, get the water to turn that flavor of tea. And he was about to enjoy that until as he was picking it up out of that little uh, cup of hot water, he, he said, tea bag, why don't you talk to me? Teabag, teabag, talk to me. 
And he heard the teabag talking back to him. And the teabag said, you know what? I know this water's hot, but this water's not meant to kill me. This water's meant to bring out the flavor in me. Sometimes we miss the season of our life when we're going through some difficult things, some hot things, some trials, some tribulations. You're just shrugging your shoulders and you don't know why you're still sitting here. You prayed a prayer that God didn't answer, seemingly. You had a request that hadn't been met as far as you know. And you wonder where is God in all of this? And we're always waiting for another week to come, another month to come, another year to come. Down the road, down the road, down the road. God's not trying to kill us. If you're going through something, he's not trying to destroy you. He's trying to bring out something that's on the inside of you that's been captured for the right time and the right place and the right reason. And if you just allow God, he'll begin to pull things out of you that nothing else could do except for tough times. Sickness makes us understand that we got to have help. Sickness makes us understand we got to have somebody that can assist us. Loneliness makes us realize that, you know what, I'm not meant to just be alone. I need people in my life. I need, I need influences and encouragement. I need somebody around me that can, that can just have fellowship with me because things that you go through are seasons that God is saying, this is your season. Your season to learn. Your season for something to be born even though something has died. There's a time to plant. There's a time to pluck up that which is planted. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's a time to break down and a time to build up. This is your season. It's not always an easy season, but it's not always a difficult season either. Be careful that you don't get stuck in your time of killing. Be careful you don't get stuck in your time of breaking down. Be careful that you don't get stuck in your time of dying, in your time of planting. There is a harvest season that comes in your life where you don't need to be intimidated to reap the harvest around you and to smile and to laugh and to enjoy what God has brought forward in the fields that you've been planting in and sowing in and working in. This is your season. I hope today that by the power of the Holy Ghost we could nudge somebody out of seasons that just are stuck in a time of weeping. And God is saying, you've been weeping long enough. It's time to laugh. You're stuck in a season of mourning. It's time that you change your mourning into dancing into praise. I don't understand why this happened. I don't know why I went through that. I don't know why we faced that heartache and struggle, but to God be the glory. 
I will give him praise in everything. That's not always easy, but somewhere you've got to say, I've been in this season, but I feel something in my bones saying, something's changing now. Something's turning now. Something's making a, I'm making a deviated path in a different direction. God is taking me out of some stuff to bring me into some stuff. He's picking me up. David said, I the miry clay. I've been sinking long enough. Every time I tried to move, I got deeper in debt and deeper in depression and deeper in sorrow and deeper in struggle. But all of a sudden, I'm feeling something now pull me out of miry clay. And he's setting my feet not on something that's sinking, but he's setting my feet on a rock. He's given me stability. Don't be ashamed when God creates stability in your life. I know you've been through a divorce. I, I know there's been, I know there's been heartbreaking situations that happened in your life and in your family and in your marriage. I understand that. And there's a time to weep, and there's a time to cry, and there's a time to struggle. And and I'm, I'm but whenever all when you've done all you can do, you can't just stay in that season. Somebody has got to get out the timbrel, and somebody has got to dance, and somebody has got to rejoice and say, "Listen, I walked through some things." I overcame some things but God is with me I survived the struggle I was in and it's time now for me to put a joy in my heart it's time for me to put a praise on my lips he has set me in a stable place on a solid rock he's established my going he put a new song in my mouth even a song of praise even a song of praise unto the Lord Enjoy the season you're in. You got children, enjoy your children. Enjoy your spouse. If your kids have all left home, enjoy them being gone. Sit, I mean, cry a minute, move on. You know? If you got little kids, just hang in there. Love on them. Play ball with them. Roll around in the floor and play with them. Have a good time. Love it. It's going to change one day. A season's going to happen. If you got grandkids and they gone, great grandkids, and it don't matter whatever age you're at, well, I'm just waiting till the Lord calls me home. That's a season, but get through that season. If you need to repent, repent. Maybe that's what God's telling you. Lord, I gotta clean up my heart. I've, I've, gotta, I've gotta pray. My mother tells me every now, oh God, son, I'm praying that my heart's clean with the law. I said, mother, if you don't make it to heaven, I quit. <laughs> if you ain't gonna make it, I'm in trouble. He praying 23 hours a day, wake up in the middle of the night, speaking in tongues and praying to God. I said, Mom, but she's saying, you don't understand. I'm at this time in my life. I want everything right between me and the Lord. I want, if God's calling you to that place, seek the Lord with all of your heart. Love him with all of your heart. But let there be a season ushered into your life, a praise and thanksgiving and unto the Lord because God is faithful to you and he's blessed you. And don't be ashamed to embrace his blessing in your life. Don't be ashamed to embrace the opportunity to give him praise and to walk into this building with people who love you and a God who loves you 
and a word of God who promotes hope and peace and joy and health in your life. Embrace that and say, I'm moving on and giving God praise. Move into your season today. If you study the life of Jesus, if you study the life of Jesus, his life was interesting because he did travel with his parents and he was a child and he did do things that the children did. But there was a time when they would find him sitting at 12 years old in the temple and he was explaining the word of God to them. He's sitting in there explaining to those uh, studiers of the word of God, the law. He's explaining to them and they're amazed by what he said. Well, he wrote it. So he ought to kind of know it. He authored it, so he ought to know it. And they're amazed at him. But he didn't always sit in the temple teaching. If you keep reading about the life of Jesus, you will find out that there was times that Jesus, uh, he walked by a tree and cursed it. He got aggravated that tree. He was hungry and the tree bore no fruit, so he cursed the tree. And the tree just shriveled up and died. If you keep studying about Jesus and his life, he was so loving and gentle and kind, he brought the children up and put them on his knee and, and he loved the children. And then he said, except you be as a child, you won't understand the kingdom of God. He loved the little children. Let them come to me. There were, there were seasons. He wasn't always mad. But he also didn't always heal. There was a time that he went in, there was, they had tables and they had turned the house of God into a marketplace. And he kicked over the tables and he grabbed a whip and drove them out. He's a little tore up about that. He brought judgment into the house of God and said, let's clean this mess up. Y'all have come for a marketplace. All you're here for is just to sell and buy and, and this is a social. This is not about a social club. My house is to be a house of prayer. He set things in order. He clarified and people were offended by it, but it didn't matter. That was a season that the church needed to go through. Jesus didn't just always heal the blind man, but he healed the blind man. And it didn't just always heal people. And once, sometimes he said, I'm going to put my hands on you. I'm going to rub something in your eyes. But then I'm going to give you some instructions. And you go and you'll be able to see. He could have done it so many other ways. But he said, there's seasons. There's times I'll do something. And there's times you need to do something. That's why today, if you haven't repented of your sins, you need to repent of your sins. Because Jesus is waiting on us to do something. So he can do something. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, he's waiting on you to do something so he can do something. He will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Seasons in your life. He healed lepers. And then only one of them come back. And he not only healed him, but he restored him. And the others were healed, but they weren't restored. You missed your season. You should have stayed connected. There's something powerful about not just praising him or asking him. There's something powerful about returning to give him glory and thanksgiving. We've asked him for things, but have we returned rejoicing for what he has done for us? I'm not going to take the time to go do anything else until I return to Jesus and say, Lord, I have been declared healed. 
And Jesus, when he heard that praise report, he accepted that by saying, and it's not over yet. I'm about to restore to you. You have now moved from the, he from the season of healing to the season of restoration. You're not just going to be healed from a progressive disease. I'm going to give you back what the disease has taken from you. Oh, somebody ought to hear what I'm preaching right now. This is your season, not just for a healing, but for a restoration. God wants to give back to you what the enemy has taken from you. Oh, your days are not over. You're just moving in another season. You're moving into another place. You're moving into another avenue that God's about to use you in ways you've never been used before. So I don't know how that'll ever happen. I know you don't because you're in a season, but you just hang on. Don't give up on your ministry. Don't give up on your anointing. Don't give up on your witness. Don't give, I haven't been perfect, Pastor. Well, no, none of the rest of us have been perfect either. Get in the boat and let's do this together. Don't let the devil steal. Don't let him retain. Don't let him keep all the blessings that you've had in your life. God's going to give it back to you. My, my marriage is a mess. Well, well God's going to renew your marriage. God can heal your marriage. God can renew your marriage. I don't know if I love her anymore. God can renew that love. I don't know if I love him anymore. God can renew that love. We're struggling right now. God can bring a healing and a restoration into your life, into your marriage, and into your home. This is my season. This is my season. This is my season. Sometimes God gives us seasons to fix us. Me. And then God fixes everything else. We can't abort the process of God season. There's a time to cast away stones. There's a time to gather stones. I was playing golf. I'm a terrible golfer. I'm not good at all. But I, I love to walk and I love to look for balls that I hit, I guess. The joy is, I don't know, the guys that hit the ball, Brother Scotty, they hit the ball in the fairway, they, they only find the one ball that they're playing with. I find several balls. Because where I hit my ball, lots of people hit their balls. So I'm, when I'm looking for my golf ball, I find several other golf balls. And they're, the ones I find are normally better than the ones I buy. So I've re, I leave rejoicing. I'm always uplifted. I don't, I don't shoot a very good score, but I always find some really good Titleist. So, but I was, I was playing golf the other day. And I've played golf more in the last few weeks than I've played probably in the last two years. And uh, so I just took my golf clubs everywhere I went. Just, if the Lord opened a door, I'd just walk right through it. And so I played a lot of golf, Brother Dave, and I enjoyed it. And uh, I, was playing, was, I was playing golf and I was with, I was with some guys and we're, we're up to the green and I was a long way from the cup. And I was gonna, I was gonna putt and we, uh, this guy, come running up pathway and I stopped to see I mean I didn't know what he wanted and he ran up the pathway and and uh, he had a hat 
a hat on and he had a walkie-talkie in his hand. He said, excuse me just a moment. He said, there's about to be a great blast here and we need to let you know. I said, thank you. And then I kind of backed up and looked at my putt again that I wasn't going to make and I got ready to... He said, excuse me, sir. He said, the countdown has started. The blast is about to happen. And I'm thinking, if you leave me alone, I'll miss this putt. And then, all of a sudden, startling, a humongous, I mean, TNT explosion took place just 150 yards, 200 yards away. I'm, and I'm thinking, it's a good thing I wasn't in the middle of that. The ball would have went clear out, and I would have been laying out on the... It was startling. And when we kind of gathered ourselves, he said, I told you. He said, I t smoke billowed and rocks. We've seen uh, just a big landslide of just huge boulders just fall off the side of a mountain in the distance. I don't even know they did that anymore. I, we're all just staring like, we didn't know this happened anymore. They still blow up stuff, like on purpose. And it's just, and the dust, and, the, and we're headed that direction, you know, to the next uh, tee box, and I'm thinking, there's no way. And then, and then the scripture, I've been reading this Ecclesiastes, and the scripture said there's a time to cast away stones. <laughs> there's a time some stuff just needs to get blown up in your life. You know, there's walls that we built since we were 10 years old and 16 years old. And our mama or daddy or teacher or grandfather or somebody said something that offended us 25 years ago. A preacher that's been long gone said something that offended us. A preacher that's here today said something that, and we just built these walls. We've just stacked one stone on top of the next. And the odd is saying, you know what in your life? There's a season in your life where you just need to stick some dynamite to some stuff. And you need to cast away some stone. You need to blow it up. Just get over it. See, and there's, everybody's got something in their past. You got, you got a relationship that failed. You got a, you got a child. You got a, you got a, a, a sibling, somebody's relationship, and it affected you in some way or another. And all of a sudden, you've hated people you didn't know you hate. And you're avoiding people you didn't know you're avoiding. And you're, you're not going places or doing things because of stuff. You just built all these walls. You just got this really short path you can take. I mean, you got this really narrow. You just kind of navigate your life around places and people. And God is saying there's a season in your life that you just need to ignite some of that stuff and blow it up so you can walk wherever you want to go. You can go to Walmart any time of the day. It don't matter who you see. You can shake hands, smile, talk to them because God is saying there's a time that you get rid of some stones and there's a time that you embrace a building of something brand new. Isn't it a beautiful thing that you don't have to run out? You can just, you can just shake hands with anybody. You, just, you don't hate anybody at Walmart or, you know, I go to Harps, you, you just don't hate nobody there. You just get to know everybody. You're just happy with everybody. You just, isn't that a beautiful thing? That's a season. That's a season in your life. 
If you aren't careful, if you aren't careful, the only exercise you'll get is jumping to conclusions about everything. You just see somebody and they don't act right, you just put another brick on the wall. And their mind was somewhere else, thinking about somewhere. They got a phone call they're just trying to process. They got, they got a job. They got an errand that they're on. They got something. And all of a sudden, you decide, I don't know why they don't like me anymore. I didn't do anything to them. They have no idea that you feel this way. No idea. You need to blow that thing up. And you need to say, you know what? I'm going to start constructing a, a, a pathway. I'm going to start building. I'm tired of walking in the muck and the mud. I'm going to, build, I'm going to blow all that stuff up, and I'm going to build a pathway that I can walk and talk and share. It's going to be a smoother walk for me. It's going to be an enjoyable journey for me because God has put me in this season. I don't have enough time to get mad at you. I don't have enough time to stay mad at you. I got stuff I want to do that's joy and excitement. There's a time to get and a time to lose. There's a time to keep and a time to cast away. There's a time to rent or to tear up. There's a time to sew some things up. There's a time to keep silence and there's a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. This is your season. <clears throat> Allow God to work on me. Well, I can't worship like I used to. Just find a way you can. Don't get hung up in that. Just find a season you can. Well, I don't know what I can do in my ministry right now. Well, just find a place to grow where you are. And just allow, don't begrudge, don't hate on, don't just enjoy the season that God has put you in and say, I'm going to grow in this season. I'm going to be what he wants me to be. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. He raised the dead. He didn't get stuck in one thing. He did a whole lot of stuff. There was a lot of seasons in his life. There was also a season that he died. But there was another season a few days later that he rose again. Come on, the word of God is trying to reach to us and stay. You don't have to stay in a disappointing place. But there may be a time when things are going great that may get difficult. But those are seasons in your life. Those are time periods in your life that God is saying, I'm going to make something special out of this. Don't curse it. Receive something from it. Grow in it and allow God to bring you to be what he wants you to be. The Bible talks about set times. You study it, set times. Set times are those seasons that God fulfills his promises. When the set time was come, when the set time was come, when the set time, it was seasons that God said, now it's time for a harvest. Now it's time to plant. Now it's time for some clouds. Now it's time for some sun. God has some set times, some seasons. Today, you're not here by accident. The Lord has brought you to this place to hear his word proclaimed to you. If you need him, he is present and I would run for a thousand years if I knew I could find him and touch him. I would seek him. I would desire of him. I would look for him because this is my season. Last month, you may not have cared about God. Last year, you may not have cared about God. 
I've never had this kind of a relationship with Jesus in my life. Okay, that's all right. But now this is your season. There's something being ushered into you right now. There's the lights are coming on. The revelation is being born. God is saying, here you are, sit down at the table. I know you never experienced this. I know you never heard about this. I know you don't know anything about this, but this is your season. This is your day to be baptized. This is your moment to say, I'm going to grow with him. I want to know him. I want to walk with him. Why don't you stand across this building? This. And the person sitting across you, behind you, in front of you, they may be in a totally different season. Don't be jealous about their season. Just enjoy your season. Just enjoy your season. And allow God to do what he wants to do by saying something's happening in you right now that's going to change you for the rest of your life. You know, there's some generational curses that God's breaking. And just because your dad and your grandfather were an alcoholic don't mean you're going to be destined to be an alcoholic. And just because your mom and your grandmother had a condition or a situation physically doesn't mean you're going to follow that same path. And just because their kids and other kids and other families and other people, just because they struck, that don't mean that's going to happen to you. God's breaking some generational curses because he's bringing revelation into your mind. This is my season right now to change the trajectory of how this is going to finish and where this is going to go. This is my moment. This is my day. I'm going to, I'm going to make a turn right here. I'm going to change some things for the better. God is calling me to this moment. This is your season. Boy, I see a lot of new faces over the last few weeks. And I'm telling you, you're so welcome at this church. It don't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. That makes no difference to anybody in this building. Your relationship is between you and God. We're just here to encourage you. Come on. Such were some of us. Such were some of us. We didn't know him. We didn't know how to walk with him. We didn't understand him. We didn't know him. But such were some of us. But God is drawing us, saying, come on. Come on. Come on. This is your season. This is your moment. Those who are hungry are going to be filled. Those who are thirsty are going to be filled. Those who are seeking, they're going to find. Those who are knocking, the door is going to be open to them. This is your season. Somebody's about to move back into a smile, back into some joy, because it's your season. Some of you are mourning, and that, that's the season you're in. That's okay. That's okay. Some of you are struggling. You're struggling. You've been going through some stuff. That's okay. That's all right. It's all right to cry. It's all right to be oppressed and struggling for whenever, but there's a time you got to come out of that. When that season changes, you got to get out of that. Yeah, turn the lights on. Turn the gospel music back up. Come on. God's changing some things. This is different from what I'm used to, Pastor Sullivan. I know. I know it's different. I never know what's going to happen either. It's different for all of us. But God's calling us. He's opening doors saying, I'm concerned about you. I love you. I want to bless you. I want to help you. I want to be with you. And you know what? If you'll follow his path, listen to me, young people. If you'll follow God's path, he has got favor and blessings 
that you never know are going to pop up out of the garden that he has planted. You just got to walk with him. And when you're struggling and when you're going through things, you just hang on saying it's going to change at some point, someday, somehow. It's going to change. And this season's going to lead to another season. Mom and dad, young couples, grandma and grandpa, whatever season you're in, some been going through sickness, we're praying for your healing. We're claiming your healing. We're believing you're, God's going to heal you. You're going to make it through this. But while God puts you in places and you need people you never met before, talk to them about the Lord. Share your testimony with them. You may be weak in body, but you don't have to be weak in spirit. Speak a word of encouragement to somebody. Say something. But why? I'm going through a season, but I'm not going to be destroyed. These altars are open right now. I want them to come and sing. And I just want those who would like to come just to come around this front. We have a couple of altar areas around this front and across the back right there. There's a big, a big area you can just step out of the risers if you want to step down to this front as well. Come. I want you to come while we sing. And our ministers will be close around this front that will pray with you and pray over you. If you want prayer today in your life, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, we want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. We want to see God work in your life. Amen. Would you just join in close? Just join in close. I see several coming. Just come in. Come in closely today. Brother Patrick's over here. There's several over here, I see. Brother Jessica, I see several of our ministers. Ministers, just make your way. I see Brother Josh over here. Come on, just, Brother Chris, pray with these people. Find somebody around you. Just allow the Holy Ghost to lead you right now. Somebody needs a healing in this place. Just find somebody and pray over these ministers. These ministers, pray over these people here today. Let God work in your life. You're in a season right now. It's going to end. It's going to change. But this is your season right now. Come on. This is your season right now. Lift your voice to heaven. Would you lift your hands and your voice to heaven and say, Lord, I surrender to you. I'm seeking you right now, Lord. I'm seeking after you right now. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.